Oh man, is right. Being being in this studio, being back at Ground Zero. Yes. Uh, wait, I think that's already taken. Is that <laughs> Ground Zero? That's yeah. already taken. Cast back HT. Here at studio HT. It's like a warm blanket. Me coming here on Monday nights. It's a warm it blanket is. in a cold, cold world. It's like home, you know. It's, it's starting perfect. to get that very that homey feeling that you you can only hope for in a studio. Piss the couch right before we started. That's usually how you christen things, right? I got, I got really, really comfortable. Do you remember that time down the shore? Dude, can you be more specific? I picked so <laughs> It was me and you, and I was with an ex-girlfriend. You were happened to be hooking up with her best friend. Yeah, so me, so. you, it's we were in Wildwood, I think. And me and you and those two were sleeping in a big bed. And like, I remember me and the girls are that they're like, oh my God. And like, you, you drenched the whole thing. It was beautiful, man. It was awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to mention any names and who it was, but it was yeah. definitely me and you. We were the guys. Dude, there was, this, there was a stretch. <laughs> there was a stretch of five years, mm-hmm. th- at least three or four. Where I, I I pissed the bed Friday and Saturday night. What is is it a is it an amount thing? Because I I pissed maybe once when it I was. in my twenty first birthday, and I remember doing twenty one shots, but that was it. And I have a lot of problems, but that one I don't yeah, have. Dude, to this day, my bladder like I I can go from not having to piss at all to right. oh I feel like I have to piss to like this is an emergency within like two minutes. Wow. Still, I think at that point at that point yeah the Adderall. Was still yeah. new to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the euphoria of the Adderall mm-hmm. and partying, I would probably drink thirty beers throughout the course of the night. That's what it, yeah. To the point where when yeah. I fell asleep, I would sleep so deeply, yeah. That, yeah, it wasn't a light sleep, I, yeah, because you were so went fucking. To a couple doctors for this, yeah. You were so fucking tired, yes, dude. Yeah, the way they explained it to me, like I was just my brain was just so unconscious that the yeah. signal of dude, get up, you have to take a leak, yeah. Just you sleep happen. through that, yeah. I would piss up to like my nipples sometimes. Dude. Whoa, yeah, that's man. impressive. Well, my 21st, character I remember. Builder. Yeah. You it, know, it's a man of strong character. I peed the bed as a child till about 10, eight or nine uh-huh. or something like that, and then didn't. Um, but I remember as a child, I was a bedwetter. And then my 21st, I remember my pants were like kind of by my ankles and I had boots on and I couldn't take the boots off, but everything was drenched. The shirt, my pants, and my boots were drenched. It's wild. And yeah, and, and, and tumbling, tumbling, it's, it's, it's tumbling. Extremely tumbling. I have no self-esteem to this day <laughs> because because of all the times. And I woke up in some weird situations yeah. too. Like, yeah, dude. I mean, how do you explain that with a babe? Like, like I mean, there's been such. I'm, I'm sure uh, countless times you pissed well, on a ba- on a babe, right? My reputation of that preceded it. Okay, to where like you knew it was coming. Okay. Chicks would avoid, dude. Like it was hard. It was it was hard to get ass. Like even in college, the chicks would chicks yeah would avoid. because it'd be a. Con- and then when I, I'd like visiting other colleges, and then when I would get some ass at another college, it'd be an ex- whatever, it would be a surprise. Yeah, dude, I was at Shippensburg. Can you count on two hands, or what do you think? What do you think? Times where babe got uh completely didn't know it was coming and just totally drenched. I, I mean, high two hands, if not surpassing two hands. So over twenty. Over ten. Over ten. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. How do you explain it? Like, what's the morning? What's the morning conversation? I've I've had situations where I wake up and the girl's already gone. And Good. I've yeah. been in like their house ah. and it's happened, and they're already gone. They found another room. Yeah, you know, and I just leave a note like I'm I'm just so sorry. Oh really? You're kind enough to do that. Yeah, I think you're a good guy. Yeah, like that. Yeah, guy. Yeah, just, you know, it's, it's a it's a shitty situation. It's a shitty situation. situation. Yeah, yeah. You're not a bad guy. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. It's something no, happened, and I'm not going to get that second date. No, no, it's over it's from over, that point on. Over. Yeah, yeah. It's over. But it's just cool that you would uh, take ownership. You're not blaming her, dude. You want to talk anxiety? If yeah. You're like, 
And I almost said for weeks after, but but sure enough, <laughs> hours next Friday night. Yeah, yeah, you're ready I'd to be go out again, and it was, you know, <laughs> I mean, what a what a struggling time that was. Yeah, Maine. Yeah, you know. So I saw you last night for a brief period. It was yeah, great, man. I saw you on the dance floor, and I'm <laughs> I'm watching. I'm like, he's having a great fucking time, man. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. We got video, so somehow we're gonna we're gonna you show you fucking rocking out. Man. I, uh, was, I was uninhibited. It was Modern Bliss reunion show at the Ardmore Music yeah, Hall, and it was awesome, man. Thanks to Shawnee and Kev for coming by last week. They gave us tickets. Yeah. To the show uh, as a nice surprise on their way out. Yeah. And. Um, I didn't talk to you ahead of time. It was cool to see you there. It was great that uh, we were able to take them up on that. It was, and it was a good night out. And I liked the fact that it was on a Sunday, like a standalone night like that, because yeah, that cool I feel like work. on a reu- like a reunion show where it's just something special and you have a lot of time to plan for it, it doesn't matter what night of the week it is because people make it a night. I know I talked to a few people that were staying at the hotel in Spring, the Fairfield, the oh, new really? one. Yeah, like a lot of people that even lived Jersey, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people were getting rooms nice. and shit. So they did it right. Modern Bliss, way to go. You guys, you guys did it right. I think I got there right before the second set. I got there at like 8.30. The ticket said 7 p.m. start. Yeah. I don't know if they started on time. I think they did a set because I got there for the second set too. And... I thought I heard Shawnee saying something like, oh, we're back or something. Oh, you guys are still here, Mike said. Yeah, something like that. Dude, it was fucking fantastic. It was cool. Good room. so much fun. I was so, like, proud of them. Yeah. Like, there was, like, an energy in the room. Yeah. It wasn't just a normal band on a normal night. Like, there was so much, like, it was very triumphant, it felt like. You could tell that they put the, you know, they have a body of work uh, over a decade and a half, and people came out to, like, you know, celebrate it. It reminded me a lot of our um, Thug Folk reunion of Maggie O'Neill's. Like, people came from the beginning, and and, and they did it right. They did it absolutely right, you know? Um, A lot of of, uh, faces there. The the, the crowd from Barnaby's was there. There was a lot of people from other bands I saw some cover band. uh, Family contingent there from out of state. Yeah. I saw some guys from Split Decision, uh, Gypsy Wisdom. I, I talked to Mike. Uh, we're going to have Mike and Courtney on in the future too. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's, Mike that's Jackson good. Yeah. I talked, I, t- I talked to him for, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. He's, he's a good performer. And, uh, we, we were talking a bit about the pod and I'm like, absolutely, man. Nice. Yeah. Shut, shut up. Those guys on. Yeah. Friends. It, the sound, the sound's good there. I, every time I'm there, I, I think about Brownies 23 East and the stage, it, the stage is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Fish played there. Really? Yes. When? I want to say 90s or I want to say late 80s late or really early 90s like 91 maybe I don't know HT could you look that up <laughs> I saw Steve Earl there relatively recent like uh f- five six years ago Steve really? Earl's a major major outlaw country star yeah. uh he was there when it was Armour Music Hall I went with my Uncle Red's my dad and uh a few bitches Armour Music Hall rules yeah it was really cool I've been lucky enough to play on that stage a few times the Ardmore stage or the Brownie stage I played, the, I played the Brownie stage once as a solo guy for a benefit, mm-hmm. once with Thug Folk, unless we played it more. We than played once. it a couple no, times. Okay. Yeah, we did a couple times. And then Ardmore Music Hall, I played um, as a member of Next Wednesday. I played, I was at that show. I played. We did it a couple times. I played um, uh, two or three times as part of that Bob Dylan birthday festival that Ken Queen. That you do on. every. You do that every year. Um, yeah, that's coming up too. When you guys confirmed to be on that, but that's usually in the next what April or so, May ish. I remember when you next Wednesday played there, and I was off to the side, like hoping you'd call me up, uh, but you didn't. Yeah, but you didn't. Uh, and you guys covered um, you two stuck in a moment, and it was a highlight for me. Like it was really the band was swinging, and it was hot. 
Yeah, that was the end because it's not a your typical cover song. And I, we were talking to the McElwee's about that, how like it's cool when you see a band that doesn't do the standard cover songs, you know, like, you know, Jack and Diane and uh, Shout and all that. Great songs. They're great for a reason, but it's cool to hear something like a deep cut from you, too. Oh, you want to talk about song selection. You know the band Fat Mez, mm-hmm. right? So if you're listening. The new band. The new yeah, band they're, they're young guys. Yeah. They're, they're unbelievable. Like pro-level musicians, mm-hmm. singers, awesome. So Saturday, or like Sunday morning, I, w- I woke up early. I'm up early. And uh, I we, we jog. You jog, yeah. my hands. <laughs> I wake up early, and one of the first things that pops up, somebody on the Fat Mez community page has a post. And quick math, you can see it, it's like four hours. So it's two in the morning. They post, so someone's fucked up because it was Saturday. It was like the Aaron Express Day or whatever. Yeah. And the post was outrageous. It was angry. It was, you guys are getting too big for your britches. What? Don't forget the fans that brought you to this point. Seems like that you didn't enjoy playing the FOP Saturday night. Let me tell you, nobody, nobody all caps, nobody wants <sighs> to hear you end the night with a 17-minute guitar riff. I told all my friends about you, and they were staring at me like, what are these guys even playing? It was embarrassing. Don't forget where you came from. As fast as you got big, you'll fall even faster. You know, whatever. It was so angry. This this person gets fucking buried. Good, good. I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. In the band. Responds, he goes, All right, fair enough. Let me let me address each one of these. He goes, The 17, he goes, We didn't have the best time. You're right. Our first set ended early when someone turned on the radio before we. <laughs> That's fucking he goes, classic. We spent most of the night playing to a few dedicated fans while the rest of the room didn't, they ignored us. No one dancing, no one seeming into it. He goes, And the 17 minute guitar riff that you're referring to that we ended the night with is an Allman Brothers famous song called In Memory of Elizabeth Reed. We've been finishing gigs for that for years, and it's like an iconic song Yeah, that kills it. Yeah, who the fuck does that and guy... there's like 200 comments just making fun. People are like, yeah. yo, I got an idea. You need to have this summer. That needs to be the Too Big for Our Britches summer tour. Summer tour. First off, they got themselves to where they are. Not this guy that's uh, bitching to them about what song they ended and what, what kind of show they played. And I can't imagine their hard work is a great venue to begin with. Yeah, it must yeah. be like a hall. It's a hall. Yeah, it's not. But you know, to come at a band like that because you think you know. I mean, Fat Mez is the real deal. Fat Mez is unbelievable, like you said. But they're the next like. I hate to say this, but they're like the LeComp is you know legends in this area. They're that level and the they're here to stay like uh, they're that level and they're that good unless they outgrow the area they're going to be yeah the soundtrack to the summer for the next 30 40 years sure i'm, I'm interested so i'm interested in you know i don't know the answer to this but if they do the originals like they do, that, they, do. they just started writing and, and they just originals. started okay they have like five yeah okay but they're so good in like a classic rock sense kind yeah, of yeah. yeah but like there's like steely dan influence i mean these kids are oh. so good um yeah but later on that night as I was coming back from that uh, Modern Bliss gig, apparently, mm-hmm. um, I'm at like, you know, I'm checking Facebook while mm-hmm. driving. Mm-hmm. And um, whoever posted that, they had deleted it when they woke up in the morning. So maybe it was up when I, when I got up at six, I saw it. It was deleted by like 1130. And then when I'm heading home, the guy posted again. He goes, uh, hey, guys, it's me. <laughs> like, really yes, yeah, good. good. I don't hate him anymore. He, uh, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. he goes, look, the beer's got the best of me. Yeah. Awful take. 
Um, these kids are, are the real deal. Great. So, awesome. so he owned it. He goes, I'm sorry. And then there was another 300 comments instead of roasting him. Fair play. Yeah. Got to respect this. Okay. All right, bro. You get yeah. one. You get one chance. You use your mulligan. No more. Ha ha ha. Welcome back. And the, in, a, in a bigger sense, a general sense, the world would be such a better if more people did that. Yeah. Everybody does fucked up shit. And everybody, yeah. when they're drunk or has a moment or whatever, but to like to own it, it's just such a like it's a lost art. Yeah. It's, you know, and like, I don't, if more people did that, I'd be like, all right, cool. All right, whatever. Yeah. 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 But, to, but to not own it, but that, that's cool. I'm glad everybody, yeah. To see him own it and, and yeah. Any, uh, favorite songs from last night? Any, yes, uh, dude. yeah. Yes. Right off. Yeah, dude. That, that fun song. And I don't mean mm-hmm. like the song mm-hmm. is fun tonight. We are the young. band. Yeah. By fun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They went in like that drum started, um, like the Tom beat. Yeah, and then the the piano hit, and it, it immediately I'm like, oh, it's uh uh uh. Yes, gonna get my story straight. I was like, oh shit. I Some nights is my favorite one. They did, they did both. Yeah, yeah, Some okay, nights, right. yeah. Some nights is, and they, you know, when you have a vocalist like that, yeah, that's awesome. And then Shawnee Matt, yeah, the whole band, they were, they were. Uh, we are young, dude. I think that chorus was so big, gigantic. Everybody was singing it. That was that felt spe- that was a special moment. Yeah, for my enjoyment personally, I thought that was just an epic moment in the show. Uh, then they did Time of My Life with, like Shawnee was saying, oh, him and Mike, how he does the guy part. Oh, um, part. I'm, I'm sorry, I, Baby and Patrick Swayze yeah, from Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Uh, yeah. That was really good. Yes. I, it was just such a such a blast. You could tell how much fun they were having. Mm-hmm. The whole room was having it fun. It brought me back to, like, a, it's a lost art, really. Like the, I mean, we came up in such a time, and even HT was probably even better in that time, to where there was a band on every corner, at every bar, and that was just really, really 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 whistling and, and really just kicking ass yeah. and now you got it's a, it's an acoustic act which you know don't take away my gigs but like it's a, just such a watered down version of what it used to be it's awesome to hear like drums kicking through meanwhile the yeah. people that book your gigs are driving listening right yeah, now. yeah it is watered down. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we are gonna go in a different yeah time. we are oh uh, no, no 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 me not me i meant others but it was cool to see a band like that. Like, and I've, I've paid real money for a uh, real concert, quote unquote, yeah. experience and not had that much fun. You know, like you go and it's cool, but it's, yeah. it's just all right. Um, but that, that was so much fun. And that's such a great room, too. Like you said, you saw Steve Earle there. Did you, did you see when Fish played there? Did you, were you able to look that up? 1989. 1989. 1989. Oh, right. 1989. Hey, uh, HT, where's right? your, microf- your microphone at, HT? Where's your microphone? Perfect. Yeah. Great. Um, the, the episode we need now. Nah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Did you see? Um, yeah, yeah. One one thing we do great is just leapfrog between unrelated topics. So oh, how yeah. about this one? Did you see John Morant in the strip club? Hell yeah, I did. Uh, he. Did you see the well the picture? I have a problem with that. The the strip club is sacred. You don't you don't release photos like that. That guy, yeah. you don't do that because anybody can be, look like that at a moment in a strip club, yeah. and you're embarrassing the hell out of this guy. Do you see how much money? There's fifty grand in ones on the fucking ground. So John Morant was at a strip club in Colorado the night before a game or the day before. It was, it was right after. Matter. It was after the game. It's not like it's yeah. not like the the controversy is how close to game time. It was. No, That's it was like, after the game. Um, but he was at the strip club. Like I guess a lot of these big sports dudes do that make twenty million yeah. a year. He's in a VIP room. Shirtless, of course. Only my move. <laughs> That's your move. That's definitely, move. definitely. Shirtless. He's getting a lappy in the VIP room, which is extra sacred, extra within the confines of a mm-hmm. strip club. And it's like a black and white, uh, like security camera from the corner. Yeah. 
and there is so much cash strewn. Yeah, it's fifty. Yeah, yeah, about fifty. Yeah, fifty k. Yeah, and it is fucking unbelievable. It, it looks like it looks like a um, like somebody robbed a bank and then like the fucking bag exploded. Right. Not the die, but there's money everywhere. Well, if you go deep, Let's, what, what, yeah, we'll have to pull that up. <laughs> it's yeah. a great picture. I mean, she's fucking like reverse cowgirl right there. Yeah. It's a beautiful pick, but these athletes like James Harden here and Allen Iverson back when he played in Philadelphia, like this is a, it's a, it's a regular thing for them. And um, now he's getting suspended and all that. And the gun thing is what yeah. you, you should be. It's, it's, not suspe- it's not, yeah, it's the gun thing. I understand he, he went on Instagram live well, for some reason, waving it around. Yeah. Like From the strip club. Yeah. And he brandished a gun on Instagram live. Uh, you're an idiot. <clears throat> and he grew up, if you know a little bit about his backstory, he didn't live in the ghetto like he didn't live in like you know some you know public he didn't come up like that he had a mother and a father that like uh you know he he had it he had a good life but they said as soon as he made it to the nba he has worked so hard to shed that image and be down and like to have this image now he's hanging out with bloods and shit and gangsters in memphis because he wants that and everyone's kind of commenting like yo dude once you make 200 million fuck all that like you made it. Like it's time to turn into yeah. a. It's time to turn into a geek. Like be a nerd. Because guess what? You made two hundred million. That's the whole goal. You don't go back to that. So he now he's in rehab. Uh, right after he had put himself in rehab, because so, apparently. Poussois. Well. Poussey. He's dr- well. He's the drinking and, sh- and and drugging a little more than he should be. Uh, a week before this whole incident, the the center on the team the white guy from australia i forget his name um but he had a team meeting basically a team meeting but calling him out like yo stop with the strip clubs i'm like yeah they're great they're they're in second place in the west like they're they have a real good shot at going far this year and he's this guy's a team leader and he's like yeah stop with the strip you know let's go we got to take care of ourselves no going out and all that and two nights later john morant does that so he doesn't listen to the guy at all the guy, the team leader I mean, that said 50 grand at a strip club is like one of us spending a hundred bucks at the strip club. Could you um, imagine that? Like, no, I'm so, and what are you paying for? Like, the, I think the girls just, take just it. You're not paying. Like, are you getting banged? If well, 50 grand? those guys probably are. Probably. Yeah. Those probably, guys are. Right? Um, but still, yeah, man. it's not worth any of that. I'm th- you know, some of these like Harden. Harden's like always mm-hmm. a risk to like, switch teams because there's better strip clubs in like Miami. That's actually that's actually happening right now. There's reports coming out in the last couple of weeks. He's going back to Houston. Houston has no shot. He's getting older in his strip clubs are better? Because A, yes, and B, the team lets him do like they they give him no flack for all of his behavior afterwards. He's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. In fact, when he was in Houston, they didn't they used to fly out after the games when they were away. When Harden was there, they flew out the next morning. They changed the whole way they did stuff, the team, to accommodate his, to night, accommodate out. his night out. Yeah. Holy shit. And he wants to go back to Houston, and a lot of players on the Sixers are like, yeah, he's going back because he wants, instead of ending his career you know, with a chance to be on a team to win a championship, he wants to go back to where you have no shot just so he can fucking own the, the city. Such a weird flex, too. I know. Like, wouldn't you think it'd be cool? Or You're a strip like, club guy? I, like, no. Nah, I mean, I've, we've all been. I've been. Yeah. I touched on this before. It's like, it's like I don't know how to act. I, exactly. And I always felt a little um, nervous, even though they're there working and they're the type of guy. But like, we all have that buddy that's super comfortable there, smacking their ass, putting their money in the G string. I'll bend it. Like, the dude who, like, like, the strippers come to him. Yes. Because like, they like, love the look. Yeah. And then, but they're also very uh, confident and like they're 
flirting with them back like me every time i'm like i'm kind of looking like i'm it's a nervous situation to me i'll give them their like dollar and whatever i'm like all right like okay go yeah i you know i i don't feel like i can smack their ass like that i, I don't feel like i'm not that i'm not that kind of man the occasional wild night out like if it starts to spiral and somebody's mentioning it it's been a long time it's been a long yeah. time you know, yeah, yeah. It's not like yo. I know. We'll start here, here, and maybe we'll hit the strip club later. Like, yeah, it's not. That. It hasn't been a thing for me. Like I remember my twenties. We used to kind of go to Oasis down on the Audemars Essington Ave, yeah, and we used to go there on Sunday nights with like a little crew of us. And yeah. we got we did it for a little while, and then after that, I I can't. You, I, you, I haven't been with the one in over ten years, fifteen years. That we used to go on like Sunday afternoons, and my dad would meet me there. Meet us, my there man, my man. Um, do you remember the time we gave the DJ our Thug Folks? You told me about this. The, I wasn't the there, but you told me. Danced on stage to Home from <laughs> Splendid Mistake. Thug Folks Home. Like country. Yeah. It's like it's upbeat. Yeah, but it's not like a fucking drop that ass type song. No, it's just got a like it's a two step kind of like. Two. Yeah. So okay. she would dance. She was dancing she to that. To it, yeah. I remember you telling me that when that happened. I'm it like, holy shit! <laughs> oh man. Well, now you like. After you tip them, they they're relentless. They come again. It's like whoa! Like I I, I had a I had forty bucks to tip, and the rest threw, I'm spending. I threw a handful of change up on stage, which is a big. No-no. Uh, it's a bad dude. That's a big bad no-no move, no-no dude. At, um, at show and tell. Well, we weren't even eighteen. I think we were seventeen there anyway. Did they so the take you out? They didn't know. I mean, oh, the they know who it was. Like it was like Secret Service protecting a president mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, and it was a big dude. Who the fuck was that? Yeah, well, a lot of no one a lot of the strip clubs, um, no pun intended. A lot of yeah, a lot of the strip clubs in Philly are pagan and um, ran, so they're owned by like biker gangs. So I don't know if you know, but at the Oasis, like five ten years ago, there was a murder out there. One guy, yeah, yeah that was pagan connected. So it's like really? bike, yeah, biker. A lot of like fucking meth and biker shit goes on in those mm. places. Um, it's always a, that's always a nice little variable to throw yeah. in the strip club equation. That, that that relates to modern bliss very very, very well. I think you know. Yeah. You said I was like, yeah, but now that we're talking, going back to like meth and all that stuff, modern bliss. Eh, that was a perfect segue, half dog. Jesus. But, so weekend. So back to the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump around again. Friday was the Delco prom. Yes. Another recent guest, John Port. John, man, what a, I saw you there. Yeah, it was a great time. Tokyo was on stage. Great time. And they really do it well, man. They, all they, it's on them. Yeah. And everyone's invited. Like anyone who's thinking about doing business with has done business with them with houses. Like it's just an open kind of invite. There's a reason why they're successful, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, and we saw uh, ran into a few people. Paul Stackhouse, shout out, baby. That's Billy where A. Going. That's where yeah. I was going. Yo, Stack. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. We ran into a, a lot of friends, but uh, Stack J Bar, yeah, J Bar, Billy Bar. Um, they look Billy alike. Rowe was there. Billy, with, uh, I saw Billy. He, had a, uh, a he, he, with a hard dick. he dude, he's something Blob else. Doll had the hard dick, not Billy. He might have too. Uh, he, he might have. Um, it, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. How many people do you think? It's tough to. Are you, I'm one of those people that after like 500, it could be 50,000. More than 500? I would think it 500. I would have guessed four, but it could have been five. It could have yeah, been six, yeah. Pack. Pack. It was a few different rooms too. Right. We Frank Crinetti was there. Anthony mm-hmm. Lucy. Mm-hmm. Shout out those dudes. Um, yeah, Stack had the best things to say about the podcast. We appreciate the support. It's cool. You know, I feel like, you know, having guys on the talk, and we, we'll have those guys on. They're great, yeah. Falk, you know, like uh, Bonner, Falkoff guys. But it's cool to, you know, just bounce off ideas. And one thing Jay Barr said, he's like, I can, I can tell what you guys are thinking, and it's exactly the way I think. 
it, like when you guys have it and like I see what you're thinking and what you're saying, it's the same kind of thought process. So it might be something in the water around here that There's we kind of all some kind of cadence and some kind of like it's a little bit pessimistic but it's 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 funny i guess but it's a little there's like a tint of sadness or <laughs> but, but still you have disappointment yeah it's disappointment but with like i don't know optimism that tomorrow may be better yeah i was there for a little bit it was um it was it was fun it was very loud and i'm not saying it was too loud i'm mm-hmm. not saying that but running into people I don't hear all that well from my many years of rocking on live yeah, stages. Yeah, you've always been down the East Coast. Up and down the East no Coast. Big deal. Yeah, Boston to no Maryland. Big deal. Boston to Maryland. But as I'm talking to people, I'm not quite hearing them. So I I, I, I switch between between trying to read lips, which I'm not good at, and then throw my ear in their face, which doesn't work as well either. <laughs> and then I, I revert to a third thing, which is I just say, Yeah, yeah. After they stop talking, regardless of what they're saying. And I was getting the look a few times, like, dude. You, yeah, I can tell you're giving me that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not in this combo. Yeah, but I'm trying to be. I, I want to be invested. Yeah, yeah right. You're not doing that on a purpose, but but you got caught. Yeah. yeah. So to anybody that you know, I gave them the impressions of severe autism. My big thing, like it's something like that. I'm sorry. I don't know. Let's catch up over in yeah. area. One of these just days. reach out to him. He's easily. Yeah. And next time I see you in public, just text me. I get anxiety over the hug i don't know i don't know if i'm supposed to hug i know i don't know if we we're older now and i know that when we were hanging out when we were 24 and 25 we'd hug but like i don't know i don't know who you're married to like like so i get a a lot of anxiety of not knowing and a couple times that night like hey what's up hey are you like danielle or whoever and then kind of like i'd see them kind of come in then i wouldn't and then i it's just something I get anxiety about every time I'm in a crowd. I was getting the hug. anxiety because I'm very loose with the love you these days. Are you? As like, as like a, a, a love, love you about, guy, like, like, yeah, love you pal. I'm yeah. Like pretty loose with that these days. And um, I was saying it to, and I caught myself saying it to people who were like, I really don't know that well. And they'd kind of give me the second look. And, uh, yeah. I'm fine with it, but they definitely walked away feeling awkward. Same premise. So my, my job's done. Yeah. You walk away feeling weird. Exactly. Because you're, you're just, you're owning it and you're comfortable. Me, I'm the guy on the other like, and like, oh man, like, what's that mean? What did that mean? Why do they, uh, what are they thinking? Uh, did I not go in the hug? Am I being weird? <laughs> like, it's just this long thing that goes into my head, all between just the, hey, how you doing? The last, <laughs> the last Delco prom I went to was, um, it was probably six, seven, eight years ago, maybe. One of the, it was one of the first. I haven't been able to make it until this past weekend. Right. But I remember talking to Mike Barch. Uh, Mike was there. Yeah. OG Mike yeah. Barch. And I and I was like real anxious and nervous, and I kept blinking. Yeah, and he goes, dude, what? And he goes, dude, what, <laughs> what the, the f- fuck do you keep blinking for? Do you have Tourette's or something? And I was just so anxious, and I couldn't even like it didn't even like disarm me. I was like, uh, uh, nah, man, nah. And it just got weird. And I just yeah. Off. Well, you're a blinker, right? That, isn't that something you do I sometimes? Call, I caught myself. Blinking. Yeah, I remember I when we better. first started. I don't notice it at all. But I, I remember you better. coming up to me and being, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. The first I, couple of I didn't episodes, know you were bl- like, Oh man, I don't think this is going to work. I blink too much. <laughs> and you're like, dude, it's fine. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Yes. Yeah. But it was, it was. That's, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Friday. I played, did uh, yo, did you, I, I did not eat, but I played from seven to eight ish and I played in the other room. So it's just kind of like filling time, give something, you know, people some other room to be in before they, uh, 3 a.m. Tokyo started. So it was cool. Like a lot of people came up, but it was, 
over quickly. I saw you after, and then 3AM Tokyo, they're another good band. Yeah, and they do the, they got the hip-hop thing down. But they don't yeah, just yeah. do hip-hop. I feel like people like label them a hip-hop because they're black band, like black yeah, African-American. Uh, but they play Guns N' like, Roses like, and like all types of all types of different shit. But I would say they're a perfect band for somebody that doesn't love rock and roll. Yes. Because they were doing like the hip-hop stuff, mm -hmm. the dance stuff. They're closely tied to a DJ. It's like a band version of what a yeah. DJ will play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like they do a lot of stuff that wasn't recorded with live instrumentation, and they pull it off. They pull it off. Yeah, I thought they were great. I'd never seen them before. Yeah. Um, What'd you do after that? Any, uh... I did nothing. What did I do? I feel like I watched something. I went home and put a movie on. What did I put on? Big Lebowski. For like the millionth time. Yeah. I fell asleep watching. That. I'm going over. I, I had to be up early to be with the kids. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I'm i going overboard now with uh, the Murdoch situation, you know, the Murdoch um, trial. I know kind of about it, but Dude, I've never. I, I know everything it. about it, and it's not healthy. Like with me, I'll, I'll like now I can't sleep at night unless I have the YouTube going with more Murdoch, the, the trial. You know what happened, right? This Loosely. this guy was like uh, royalty in South Carolina. He, um, over a hundred, he'd be a piece of trash anywhere. Else. Oh, if he was anywhere around here, we wouldn't even know 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 his name. But there, yeah, over a hundred years, his family has been ran the politics, the law enforcement, and everything in in this county in South Carolina, deep south, much like the Barclays, a lot like the Barclays, yeah, but a hundred years of it. Oh, yeah. So this guy ran everything, and the grandfather was awesome. The father was all, and this guy's been a piece of shit like the, his whole. Life and he had a drug problem, which is only one of the like ten things. That's and he's not a he's me. yeah, but he's not a piece of shit because of that. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He was robbing. He was stealing money. He was a lawyer, and he was stealing money from people that were in car accidents and became like paraplegic. And they would they would get like awarded like five hundred grand. He would never tell them and just take the five hundred grand. And he did that for like twenty years. That's a deal breaker for me. That's the that's the that's the least of what he did wrong. Then. He kills his wife and his son, and he lied about it, saying, like, oh, I wasn't there. Then the, his son that he killed was FaceTiming or uh, Snapchatting or whatever, like the dog at the time. So he was going to get away with it, but he got caught in the back of his, his son's uh, Snapchat uh -huh. saying, Buster, Buster. And th once that came out and they went through the phones... They called, they're like, you were here. And he's like, oh, I was there, but I didn't do it. And it's like, dude, you're fucking done. So, yeah, he got <laughs> two life sentences, he, but it's fascinating fascinating the story i did hear the time like the little bit about it it's yeah he was doing he was didn't he say like he takes opioids to make things more interesting yeah like they're like you take opioids or whatever right to take to make things more interesting yeah i mean it's true i mean things uh, you do get more interesting um and energy and stuff like that but the amount he said he was taking is impossible nobody could do that and and even live maybe he's so, a heavy hitter i think he was gambling and owed people money and all types of shit too like uh, it was way too much money but god the money that he just pissed away and um the, yeah this the whole town's wrecked by it but it's there's other murders and stuff i i just I tell you guilty right like guilty he's, he's, dead guilty but he was going to get are they gonna fry him no 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 death penalty in the whole thing in the on the case do some do that anymore? they it's do they do but i don't know why he in the beginning they're like death is off death penalty off the uh off the docket for whatever reason. But I, I urge you to look into it. It's like, it's really cool. Like there's only a few things that I'll like urge people to do. Breaking bad. Been there. Love wire, it. the wire. Okay. Um, I'll, 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 I'll urge you I'll that to revisit that. Um, 
The Sopranos, obviously. Yeah. I will put my, yeah. but but Breaking Bad. Like I, I when I hear people haven't seen that, I'm like, what are you? It's yeah. the most fascinating piece of television I've ever seen. Murdoch, this trial's up there with that man. There's so many twists and turns. I'm yeah. excited for you to like, you know, YouTube it later. Is it? It's YouTube or Netflix? Anything? Yeah. There's a couple well, like, Netflix. Yeah, it, right? tons of shit. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of getting. You know, with my free time now, and I wish it would just stop because I know the answers. And I, did I mention I was watching? I forget what we talk about week to week. Did I mention I was watching Outer Banks? On the uh, I saw. I came across that. I did mention that. I don't know if we were talking. Maybe about the HT. I mean, or behind the mic. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a couple episodes into that yet. I I, I tried to get into um, um, uh, it's oh Yellowstone. I'm about a season into that. I'm waiting for that because people swear by that, yeah. and I'm waiting for it to kind of kick in the gear, and it hasn't yet for me. See that's brutal. Like when you know it's good. Like even Breaking Bad, yeah, takes a few episodes. Takes, it takes. So you have to do that that initial investment. You have to. But that initial investment's asking a lot. Yeah, it might take three hours for it to get cooking. Right. But I tell people, I'm like, oh man, once you get to that end of season one, I watched Breaking Bad in eleven days. I had a tablet, Whoa. and I was playing gigs down the shore at full time at that time, and I would play gigs, and I would come home around like two in the morning. And I wouldn't sleep. I would be up till 11 a.m. just watching episode, episode. So 11 days. Yeah, man, six. Now I couldn't pull it off like that. What's but, it, like 80 hours of shit, right? Yeah. What's it, like 12 episodes, five, six Something seasons? like that, yeah. Like 80 hours, Six right? seasons in like 80 hours, yeah. But it, And afterwards, I remember being like depressed. Uh, like I like my, like my a friend was gone. Yeah. <laughs> you get like that yeah. with TV. Yeah, I felt the same way, and I've even gone back and like rewatched episodes that I know that are good. Mm-hmm. Like that final episode, I forget what it's called, or maybe it's like the oh, second to last episode. Felina. Felina was the last. Okay, so it wasn't that, but it was the second to last episode, maybe. It was a plural, and it was some kind of... Oxymarzines something like that. It's considered oxymarzines or something? Yeah, it's yeah. the greatest episode of television in any series. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it again. Because I didn't know that, but yes, that is oxymanzazos or something. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Man, that was awesome. I have the like, I kind of get mad at myself too because I'll go back to the well and watch that stuff over and over again instead of like trying like a new thing. I'm like, I'm going to waste time again watching The Sopranos. And the more you watch The Sopranos, you realize that it's not wasn't that good the first time, except for the character Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini. Uh he was unbelievable and carries the whole thing. But when you look at the first season, which I'm doing again, I'm like, wow, this is very poor acting. Steve Van Zandt. He, he good in it or just, he was just Steve Van Zandt. He, he's not even he, acting, right? He, no, he's just, yeah, he's such a wild character to begin with, but he's not a I, good. I love the way this, this guy dresses to this day. Oh my God. Have, I'll, I'll send you a photo HT to superimpose. But like, speaking of which I'm going to Bruce Springsteen this uh, summer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. It's coming up soon, right? Um, there's something, but then again in August. All right. So there's a comeback. He's gonna be Wells Fargo in like a week. I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. But Thursday I'm going. Night. I'm going in uh, August. But I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I heard Stephen Van Zant, little Stephen, lost weight. So you know how he's wearing all that fucking weird stuff and all. But he had this belly. Apparently he's like like slimmed down thirty pounds. He just like <laughs> flowing linen, but like in a tablecloth print. Of like gold and deep blue. The choices he makes, fa- fashion wise, are like I couldn't do it. It looks it's risky. Wearing a, a fucking sixteen thousand dollar outfit. He may be, and he probably is. Hey, maybe he looks like a fucking alien. What he's wearing, but it's so. What do you, what do you think of his guitar chops? I've always been a little. Like his what he's known for 
and I read an article about it, is the uh, bend bend down, like being in a bend on a solo, mm-hmm. and be, and on the bend down, the like bend, 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 like okay. the post bend. Yeah, that's his style. Yes, that's his style to come back. That's what he does. I can't single out like anything on guitar that he does. I'd have to like hear like. Like, I know Bruce Springsteen is an unbelievable lead guitarist. Yeah. And very, very underrated. Underrated. He's capable of being the only guitarist in the band. Yeah. Like, Kitty's back, all that shit. That's mm-hmm. him in the studio. Um, but, like, when I think, when you ask me about Steven's guitar playing, it's not like I have a reference, like, okay, this is what he sounds like. This is him in this song. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know that he came in and he, like, he wrote the horn section for 10th Avenue Freeze Out. That's, like, that was, that was his big contribution. Yeah. Like you read all, which is beautiful, great comp- contribution, yeah, I man. Like, like, I feel like every old story about like an old rock and roller is like, yeah. So like, this guy Steven was just hanging around the studio while we were tracking, and he said, "Wait a minute, guys, I have an idea." And then he wrote the horn charts. Like, there's no security. Like, it's just a <laughs> fucking dude in the corner that just is able to step up and have input. Yeah. Or like, there's so many of them. So we were tracking in Studio A, and Frampton was in C. So yeah. over to say hello and next thing i know i'm playing this solo like everything's just so open and free yeah back then now it's like that you don't you don't see that at all but with little steven i feel like i read also read an article that said that he kind of took over for the the character of um the the clarence 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 so when clarence passed that was kind of like bruce was he's there more well, for that the closest thing yeah, exactly. Huh? Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Sicily and the invasion. Oh, what? Yeah. But so he took that persona. He took on that persona. Well, that's more like his foil, his on stage foil. Because if you've seen Bruce Springsteen, you see that you know it's he does a show where he kind of has a little humor in it, where he kind of riffs off somebody. It used to be Clarence for years. Like that was like his like the big man. That whole shit. Yeah. That's Steven now, but you're right. I don't remember hearing any guitar parts ever with him that was because the guy that does the tough, you know, the really interesting guitars, Nils Lofgren. He's, yeah. yeah, he's doing like, you know, some good work. I always felt weird about the way they played up Clarence. Like, look, 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 my friend's black, everybody. Look, 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 look. Yeah, it's, like, it's like having that one black friend. I'm not yeah, racist. Dude. Totally. Like, like the cover of Born to Run. There's fucking 11 dudes in the band. Look, everybody, the black guy. I'm, I'm real friends with him. I don't mind. I think it, it was important to Bruce to to put off that thing, like the like a blending of styles that they were doing the Bob Dylan and the James Brown and where he was from was there was black and white. Oh. And yeah, that was important to Bruce to kind of show that, that, that Dude, this I is a, it. this is a blending of soul and rock. Dude, that's fantastic. Yeah. I never thought of that angle. Every, that's fucking perfect. Yeah, dude. everything Bruce did was calculated. And like, you look back at it now and the, the things the, he said. The Bob Dylan with the James, too. That's incredible. Yeah, they'd say that he wanted that. He wanted that kind of men, and he wanted, he knew it, um, North Jersey or Central Jersey, wherever, um, you know, Freehold was in. I think North Jersey. Yeah. Um, he, that's what it was like growing up. There was, you know, it was culturally diverse and he wanted to show that in his music okay so yeah. it's visually striking visually striking but but it is it is funny to look at it the other way too i went to the house where he wrote thunder road and born to run did i show you those pictures you showed me how i heard it's small shit it's a tiny house dude the address is like seven and a half yeah i saw that too yeah it's, it's a half in, yeah. um i want to that's not not red bank no no not as park Maybe it's, it could be Red Bank. Nah. No, but if you said I know, but I know it's something different than Freehold in, in Asbury Park. 
Um, you know why it's so Born to Run so interesting? He wrote in that small house that whole album on piano. So that's why it has those kind of chord changes. If you're a musician out there, like you, there's different things you can do on a piano to write. Like you write more, you know, flats and stuff like that. Whereas if you're writing something on guitar, you might be using whole chord, open chords, E, A, B, but on a piano, you can write things very, you know, builds and stuff that you just couldn't do on a guitar or you can, but it's much harder. I always thought it was really funny how, um, Long Branch. Long Branch. Yep. Check it out. Yep. Long Branch, New Jersey. And the address is like seven and a half. Looks like a house in Collingdale. Dude, and it's like on Pusey Ave. It's two blocks (laughs) from the beach, and it's not built up the way that like an Atlantic City or even a Seattle or Wildwood is. Like it's two blocks from the beach. The block closest to the beach isn't high rise hotels or anything. Like it's like family homes, and they're spread out. Where like there's so much room for development, and they just haven't touched it. Have the deeds to the land. Yeah, but like like. The traditional South Jersey shore towns are so fucking overdeveloped. Yes. It's just everything is crammed in. It's high rise. Fucking it's funny in. like you say it like Buy that. This family, yeah. Make this a fucking whatever. It's spread out where you're like, holy shit, like this is close to the ocean, but it's like nothing. What you're explaining kind of reminds me if you come in in the Summers Point, there's like an area like that too where it's still kind of like shacky and you wouldn't know that the beach is like a mile that way. But if that was in Wildwood or Seattle, they would have developed that shit already. But and there's, there's such still a charm to that. Yeah. Like, I mean, the ocean, it's almost disappeared. Uh, the ocean is for everyone, or at least it should be. Mm. And lately, at least like the places that we frequent, our friends do. It's like the normal man is just getting priced out, and like, yeah. everything is just fucking cram this in. And you know, this guy now owns five houses, and now they own the whole block. Let's just right. bring it up, and it's just. I have a friend, a close friend. He's a hoagie. Uh, he's out there. He'll, out. he'll be listening. Uh, his father bought a house in sea isle for in 1971 for $30,000. Whoa. It's over a million dollars now. Um, but for $30,000, man, that's so manageable, dude. It's so manageable. Like I guess, but I mean, 30 was a lot back then, but I mean, if you were working, you could, you could come, you could, Scroll together thirty grand. But the way the way that inflation is, whatever. Right. It was a lot. It was more than thirty thousand dollars now, but it was like still probably one hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah. Like it was still like super, super manageable. Yeah. It would be so manageable today. Yeah, it's definitely not thirty, but it's still like one hundred twenty, right. and you can't even get a row home for that anymore. What's your favorite shore town? If like if you were to Great go, question. if you were to ever kind of go, kind of have a place to retire to or something, what's your favorite shore town? Great question. Wildwood Crest. Mm. I went there as a kid. Yeah, and. As much as I love our friends and as much as I love uh, the hoagies out there or whatever, I feel like Sea Isle is just kind of, it's not much of a vacation. It's not jumping all the while? It's jumping all the while. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. But it's like, I don't know. Like I feel like Wildwood Crest is, is a little bit slower, at least how I remember it. Yeah. And although it's always a nice treat when you run into a friend unexpectedly down the shore or whatever, like mm-hmm. it happens every quarter of a block in Sea Isle, yeah. which is still nice. Right. But it's almost like not even like you're away. It's I call it McDay Boulevard with sand or Westchester Pike with sand. Yeah, and again, yeah. like I love going to Seattle. I love to run into you know anyone listening down there. And, yeah, and you know what I'm talking about. But like I feel like Wildwood Crest is just kind of like read a book on the beach. It's beautiful. Not that I ever would. It's beautiful. Still- and I'm actually my family is going to the Crest. For, I think my, we're getting it for like three weeks or four, like this summer, and people are just nice. kind of coming and going. It's so close. That's it. the yeah, great part about it. living in Delaware County. Yeah, I'm in. Sure. No, no, no. It's my nice family, you know, my family, and like the and the and the children. Coming, yeah, dude. That's yeah, the, the family. The family. Originals. 
What play time? <laughs> Tom. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, so while we're crashing, Did he just rip I, I think I think we're going to uh, Outer Banks now. No, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, but uh, I would say my favorite. I love Wildwood Crest, and I'm gonna be there this summer. Um, my favorite though, I have a soft spot for Atlantic City. I still love it. Like, there's like something the about that. The be. ghosts of what used to be is a big thing. Why I love it, and then also the casinos and shit. Like, I still love that nightlife kind of thing. It's not the you know the salt air place where like I would think. That maybe I would like uh, North Wildwood the best. You Just, like the mix of industry and ocean? Yes. Ooh. Yes, I like that. And I like, you know, what used to be and how it's kind of like the history of it. And, you know, that's where I think um, I like the best. But I, if I were going down for like the shore kind of experience, North Wildwood, I was always Sea Isle just because gigs and stuff were there and, yeah. and most of our friends. But as an adult, I feel like the mo- the most fun I've had in the last five years is going out in North Wildwood. Yeah, I like North Wildwood. I feel like North Wildwood is like super, super northeast to the point where I almost feel like I don't Northeast belong. and South and Philly. Shout, yo, shout out to Northeast. Yeah, you know, whatever. Northeast um, and South Philly, I feel, and then Delco Sea Isle. Yeah. But yeah, South Philly, Northeast is very heavy in North Wildwood. Yeah, so I'm contradicting myself left and right. Like, I like a place where I don't know everybody. However, I feel out of place in North Wildwood because <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know everybody. What do you want? Yeah. Make up your fucking mind, you <laughs> fucking asshole. I've never felt comfortable in Avalon. Uh, I've, I've had gigs. Yeah, I've had I've gigs there over the years. Time there. Yeah. I, I yeah, have you, yeah, yeah, you have. With, with family. Right. Uh, but yeah, always kind of felt like an imposter. Right. For obvious reasons. I mean, the, the money is just unbelievable. Right. Got kids that, that have never worked and will never work. And the 18-year-old kids worth way more than I can right. imagine. Right out of the gate. I've done a few gigs there, and, never, and you know, songs are songs, and, you know, they would kind of, but it would never be something somewhere I felt, you know, see, I feel like, you know, McDay Boulevard would sand, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I didn't have that feeling there or in Stone Harbor. Um, why would I did, but why would so big? It seems like it's yeah. bigger than Sea Isle. So early 2000s, why would? We'll always, we'll always hold a special place when we had like oh, yeah. houses. Pine Street House and all that. Munchie's House. Yeah, Munchie's House. 30 of us living in the Terranoni House. Terranoni House. I remember bar backing at the Grand, coming back home and then jumping in the ocean just as like the sun was kind of going down, getting yeah. in the ocean for a swim real yeah. quick before it got plenty dark, like fully dark. Yeah. Turning back around towards the boardwalk and just kind of floating there for a minute. I think going back and get showered up for the night. That was the time. Oh, that God. was the time to remember. That might as well have been the '60s, dude, because it's it's so, much so long ago. Now it's, it's yeah. So that that doesn't like that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's almost unattainable. Yeah, and I wonder, like, it doesn't seem like the kids are doing that sure thing at that young age anymore. Everyone just kind of goes to their parents' house. But then again, I don't know. I'm not that age. I feel like if you had a sure house, it's almost like if you have a sure house, it's why would you rent it out to a bunch of kids? Yeah, you're just going to drink. Because knowing what happened when we did the houses, like not me and you personally, but our friends, right. like it's, it'll just be destroyed. It's not I worth the money. Like the money move is to sell it to somebody that, that can do it, and then like they'll just have their family down. Yeah. And not just com- constantly fuck it up. Yeah. Well, this summer, what do you got? You, you got anything planned for this summer? Dude, Other than going down to the crest with me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend a few weeks. A few weeks. <laughs> a few weeks down in the crest <laughs> with the Barclays. Other than that, um, I don't. But reach out to us at uh, Hoagie Time yeah. Podcast at Gmail. We might, uh, we're kicking around the idea of maybe ho- uh, linking up with some uh, shore property owners, perhaps, and maybe doing a live pod. Maybe A live pod. Because we were We'd talking all, off camera, we were talking about how, like, uh, how much fun the tailgate was. And 
yeah, we'd like to do something like that and kind of set up. And so if anybody's got any, Dude, any, down. I'm going to be, uh, this is cool. Mike Boyce, our friend, Mike Boyce has a shore house. Yeah. He got it last summer. And, um, as a band next Wednesday is going down in a couple weekends, a band you're, weekend. You're going next Wednesday, not next Wednesday, but I like, I like the time. Thank you. Thank you. Next yes. Wednesday is going next, next Saturday, I believe. Okay. But we're going to like bring, you know, we're going to sit around and, and do beers and, and break out the guitar. You guys and, get mushrooms. I'll bring the mushrooms. Remember, remember we did that? Man. Our old manager? Yeah, we Frenchy. did much. We, we got... Hey, Frenchy, it's not, yeah. it's not his real name. It was an Irish weekend, and we were at the Ternoni house, and we rented the house for the weekend, and we got mushrooms, and we took them as a band. And bonding. Bonding, yeah. Cause, so yeah, rock, yeah. And we bonded, and I remember getting, Pat went out and played guitar on the porch. Like, it's five, six in the morning. I was, get, get inside. like. A, yeah. And then... My girlfriend at the time came the next morning because she went to go to the beach and she walked into it and everybody was still like awake and we're like, then <laughs> <laughs> finally she goes in the room. I go in the room and I just start. I'm like, I have to, I have to tell you, it was what it was. I couldn't, we couldn't hide it. All of us were just cracked out on mushrooms. We ate, we ate chocolate mushrooms. They were like chocolate fudge kind of consistency, and they were a lot, dude. We had the same hallucination at the same exact time. Yeah, Frenchie's um, laying on the couch and it was like a like a uh, there was a a design on the couch, like an eighties type design and almost like leaves or branches. And I know I, re- I can still yeah. picture it. I remember the branches from the, 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 the pattern of the couch reaching and like encapsulating engulfing him. him. And you, and you and the, yep. And I go, ah, oh, and I turn it and you were like, did you see, I go, did you see that? Yeah. And both like, yeah. It's a beautiful feeling, man. Beautiful. Uh, then another time I was standing in the middle of the, um, the living room and I had some kind of vision that like I was maybe at my own funeral or at someone else's funeral, but like as the casket was being lowered into the earth and it was like Beatles let it be era. Yeah. Like George Harrison, like in the hat with the long hair and the beard. It was yeah. like that kind of like the Beatles were there for some reason. Right. <laughs> but it was unspoken that they were the Beatles. And I remember having the vision standing in the middle of the living room and somehow my legs forgot that they were holding my body up. I saw that. I, I just, just saw fished. you dive. Oh, you fished. I thought you just dove. My, my legs just stopped holding my body up and I just fell. For nothing, not tripping, not not tripping over anything, just tripping, just literally tripping. Yeah, literally and figuratively, hoagies. Yeah, great week. Let's do this again next week. Love it. Right? Hey, uh, this episode comes out on St. Patrick's Day, so if you're listening, what for my daddy? <laughs> it's a whiskey uh-huh. in a jar. Have yourself a safe, happy uh, balls to the wall St. Patrick's Day. We will see you back here next week, kids. Be well. Peace.